Before I start here, do you know who Dudmit Thompson is? Okay. Dudmit Thompson is a person who appeared in a movie many years ago. The movie is called Hot Shots. It's about pilots and the army and how you should not get killed. <laughs> this talk is based on an actual paper, so it's not only fun. Um, it's some serious work behind that, and it's a joint work with a friend of mine, Frank Hüttner. He's in Germany, in Leipzig, at the HHL. And well, the official title would be Liability Situations with Joint Tort Fuses. So the idea is you have several people who jointly cause a damage. They don't do that at the same time, but one after another. But when someone causes a damage, he can only do so because before there has already been a damage. Right? That's the idea. For illustration purposes, hot shots. This is Deadmeat Thompson. He's a pilot, he's a very lucky guy, everything he's doing is a success. At one day, he's on his military base, and his wife comes by and wants him to sign a life insurance form. But the pen is not working, and he says, well, I'll do it later when I come back from my training flight. So he goes in his jet, he absorbs his, trainings, his training flight. This is Lieutenant Washout Pfaffenbach, another pilot. And you can see his eyes are a bit strange. This is basically why he's not allowed to fly. He cannot really see. What happens in the air is that. So there's a crash between these two jets. And well, you can imagine how this goes down, literally. <laughs> so in, in this jet is Deadmeat Thompson. But as I said, Deadmeat Thompson is a very lucky guy. So he survives this crash. He's at the crash site. And he managed to get off, out of this destroyed jet. And he's at this crash site waiting for help. And help comes. There's an ambulance and hits him back into well, the crash site. So he's, he's still alive. He survives this crash as well. And his friend, Lieutenant Topper Harley, will help him to bring him into this ambulance. So he carries him. And he hits his head towards the car several times. But Deadmeat Thompson is a very lucky guy, and he survives that. The ambulance brings Deadmeat Thompson to a hospital. In this hospital, there's a doctor who's completely drunk. He's brought to the emergency room, but he will not leave it anymore. He's dead. That's the story of Deadmeat Thompson. Now, think about his poor widow. This widow has not managed to get a life insurance for him, so Basically, she's now a lonely woman without money. And there is a lawyer who has the idea to sue all these guys together for compensation. How should this compensation be made? There were several people involved in his debt, and all of them are somehow responsible for what happened. So who should pay how much? That's a big question. So what happened formally? First, there was washout who caused the crash in the air, and we see there was no further damage. This guy went down, he had a shock, but he was fine. Then, in the next step, there was the ambulance. This guy was hit by a car. Let's assume he had a broken leg afterwards, not more. So, minor injuries. I say here, washout and ambulance caused this together, 
basically because there would not have been an ambulance without this guy having been in a crash before. Okay. Next step would be the three guys here wash out the ambulance driver and topper together, cause a concussion by hitting the head of this poor guy to the car. And finally, if you include the doctor, there's death. So we have basically four groups of people. The group is increasing, increasing, increasing. And we have different damages caused by each of these groups. So I will just say my R's are the groups, D's are the damages. So here I have four groups, four damages. So how do we compensate the widow? Let's assume we know what a broken leg and a concussion and death is worth. We, could, we can't put a number on that. That's the only assumption I make. Who should pay what? Because in the end, the doctor causes the death, but without washout, having been in the shed in the first place, there wouldn't have been any accident and no death at all. So he somehow should be held responsible as well. Question is how? And what we do in cooperative game theory is we try to look for a general rule that we can apply on each such situation, a situation that consists of a set of groups and a set of damages these groups cause. And we want to apply this rule such that there's no room of interpretation. So this rule shall tell us what we have to do if such a situation occurs. So basically, we would make the judge unemployed because he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to apply this rule. This could be done by a computer. Okay, That's the idea. So the question is, how should such a rule look like if we don't want to have any interpretation? And this is what we call an axiomatic approach. We are trying to derive hopefully reasonable rules or properties the rule should satisfy. And then we check, is there a rule that satisfies all these properties? And if yes, how does it look like? Is it unique? Etc. Etc. So we have many groups of players, we have many damages. What properties should a rule satisfy? Well, the first thing we want to do is we want to cover the damage. Not more, not less. There should not be any punishment involved here. This is just about compensating. Punishment is a different story, has nothing to do with what you do here. So we want that the damage is paid. We can put a number on the damage and this damage should be compensated, not more, not less. This is axiom number one. The second property we want is that if somebody does not do, does, if someone does not do any harm, he should not pay anything. He should still be responsible for what happens later because the situation he caused might have further damages in the future. But for this certain round, he should not be held responsible. Well, let's say washout ca caused a shock, but no major injuries. Let's say a shock is worth nothing for some reason. Then we could just assume that washout comes to the stage together with the ambulance at the crash site. So he's there before, but there was no damage he has caused on his own. He's just responsible for what happened later. It's the second rule we want. The third rule is we want to have a limited responsibility. This means the doctor is, of course, 
responsible for the death, but he is not responsible for the broken leg at the crash site and he's not responsible for the concussion before. So he should not pay for these two injuries. He should only pay for the death, which is probably expensive enough. But the idea is you are not held responsible for anything that has happened before you appeared at the scene. It's rule number three. Rule number four, equal rights. Let's assume that it was not washout who flew this other jet, but it was Topper. And it was not Topper who hit this guy's head through the car, but it was washout. Then they should just switch their payments. Right? So it's not about having a good lawyer or having or being an important person, etc. etc. It's just about what has happened and we could just switch the names of people. These are four properties we'd like to have satisfied. And it turns out there's only one rule that satisfies all these properties. And the idea is, in every step, we look what is the damage caused in this step, right? In the first case, we had a shock, and washout has to pay for the shock. In the second step, we had a broken leg, so washout and the ambulance driver have to pay for the broken leg. In the third step, we had the concussion, so topper, washout, and the ambulance driver have to pay for the concussion. In the last step, we had death, and all four of them have to pay for death equally. That's the only rule that satisfies all these four axioms. This is a very nice result. You can just motivate it by very easy, very reasonable rules and get a very clear and easy uh, algorithm how we should divide this damage. Um, some final comments. These equal right axioms makes negligence impossible. Right? I said if Topper and Washout switched roles, they should switch payments. But Topper was allowed to fly a jet, Washout was not. So just assuming that they should pay the same thing if they would switch roles would probably not be completely right because washout was well, was doing something he was not supposed to do. Topper could have just had a crash. It might have just been an accident. It's not the case with washout. So vehicle rights might be questionable, but we can deal with that. We can adjust the rules, the properties. There's no big issue here. This is well known. If we want to see the whole thing in a broader context, this rule here is a special case of so-called Shapley value, which has been found in 54 by Lloyd Shapley, who got a Nobel Prize two years ago. So very important guy, very important rule. And it's basically the thing to do if you are talking about resource allocation, because you cannot only talk about damages that appear in different order. You can also talk about resources that you want to allocate to certain people. Think about joint ventures or just some mergers. You have different companies who can put things together, can increase their payoff. You want to know how would you share this payoff between the companies, etc. And the rule behind that is basically the same thing here, just in a bit more general framework. But again, you would just impose some axioms on the rule, and that's it. Thank you.